loan officers. Join the mortgage calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation. All right, it looks like we are up on all the platforms now. Let me go ahead and do my intro. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Let me drop the chat and let me drop my screen share here. All right, welcome everyone. My name is Nick Hershey. I'm the president and founder of the Mortgage Calculator. We are a lender that specializes in alternative financing options, which is one of the things we're gonna go over today. So today I'm joined with our COO, Kyle Hershey, and our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez. We'll go through a couple different kind of aspects uh, of what make this uh, program unique. Uh, this is a program that we've been doing for quite a while. Uh, we actually, uh, being from the banking world, we only had this option to be flexible with our clients. So um, this is a topic that we're very familiar with. Uh, we've done hundreds and hundreds of these loans, uh, but uh, they're pretty unique to a lot of people. And especially right now in this environment, uh, they're definitely a great strategy. So let me go ahead and uh, share the graphic here. Uh, so most of you guys have seen the topic for today. Uh, it's going to be a HELOC combo. Uh, we also call those a HELOC piggyback combo. Typically, when we're doing a purchase, which is going to be our example for today. And uh, basically, what that means is we're going to structure a simultaneous uh, two loans to do a purchase, right? So we're going to structure a standard, uh, typically a conventional, in most cases, uh, conforming first mortgage, and then we're going to piggyback a HELOC on top of that in order to do a few different things. And uh, the examples here, we'll talk about, I'll have Jose talk a little bit more about uh, the specific needs, uh, but the the main point here is we're going to use it as a tool to typically get around the loan limits. So that's the number one tool, especially for a purchase, or the number one way this tool is used, especially for a purchase, is uh, to get around the loan limit. So let me go ahead and stop sharing this screen and talk, pull up my loan limits here so we can all know what we're talking about. So share my screen again. All right, so I'm here on Fannie Mae. It's no secret that our loan limits just went up, which is amazing. So our Fannie Mae loan limits for 2023 are, uh, very much increased. They went from uh, 640 something to 726 is our standard. Uh, so this is really what we're going to be looking at right now. Our strategies for most of our zip codes, most of our areas are capped at a $726,000 loan amount this year. Uh, so in order to do a jumbo purchase, uh, most of us loan officers here know that we have to use a jumbo program uh, if we're going to have a loan that exceeds this by even $1. So uh, there are a few uh, great jumbo programs out there, uh, but especially in this environment, a lot of the jumbo programs, especially like the prime jumbo and stuff like that, uh, have uh, restricted on their LTVs, their credit boxes, and all of the above. Uh, so it is many times a challenge to get a, a customer into a specific need uh, when they go over the standard loan limits there. So we typically use this tool in order to get a first mortgage that stays under this limit and then a second mortgage that can go as high um, 
as typically it, it depends on what the HELOC limit is, right? So we have a few different programs. That's kind of what Jose is going to go over uh, the different ins and outs. Um, being that we are a, a lender that really specializes in tons of programs, we've gone out and found all the different options out there. Uh, so I think we have about 15 different options to add a HELOC on there that vary in different terms. Uh, so if someone's looking to get, uh, for example, a $2 million purchase and still keep a conventional, that's going to be very difficult to find a HELOC that allows us to add an additional million, you know, million two or whatever in financing on top of the 726 conforming. Uh, so we typically don't stretch it that far. Uh, but when you see those ads online, a lot of other uh, lenders sometimes uh, hide it. Uh, but that is how you'll see some people offer, for example, 5% down jumbo, but only up to, you know, 1.12 million. Because when you do the math, you know, they have a 500,000 HELOC or whatever, and they're able to combine that with a 726 first mortgage, right? So uh, when you see some of those ads that are a little bit creative spin on uh, what you would consider a jumbo, uh, you might look kind of through there and see that they might be doing this strategy. So this is a common strategy. You may not see it all the time or understand it, especially if you're a borrower watching this. Uh, obviously, you, you might not understand what's going on, but uh, us loan officers that are here watching, uh, we should be able to understand when someone is using this tool, especially if you're trying to compete, right? So it is very hard. You all of a sudden get a, a quote coming across your desk that your customer, hey, I got 5% down on a million dollar purchase. And you're like, what the, how, how does that happen, right? Uh, this is how it happens. You're able to get creative uh, with your, your setup here and you're able to knock it out the park for your customers as long as you keep it within certain parameters. So this is a very specific tool. As I mentioned, we did a lot at the bank. Back when we were at the bank, the conforming limit was like 400 and something, right? Uh, like four years ago. Uh, so we were doing, I think our max purchase was 750, I think, Jose, or 760 uh, when we comboed the max uh, HELOC onto it. Um, but we were killing it with it. That was our that was our stick, right? 5% down, jumbo killer. There was no prime jumbo 10% down that everybody uh, had for a while there. There, was, there wasn't that. It didn't exist, right? So... Uh, basically, four years ago, uh, we were competing with, you know, uh, relationship portfolio jumbos or our jumbo killer, but we were very limited in the amount of HELOC we could add to the loan. It was a 250 loan limit on our HELOC that we would combo. We have other options that go above that 250. Um, so in this case, we're going to do a combo and keep the first mortgage under 726 and do a HELOC for whatever we need for the additional. So Jose's setting up some quotes right now uh, that are going to basically set up these examples where we add a HELOC. Uh, I'm going to go through in a minute here how we can set it up actually in Encompass. It's gonna be a little bit difficult because we're live here. Obviously I can't do live pricing. So Jose's gonna actually, uh, he's doing you know pricing behind the scenes and he'll show what the quote will look like, like to a customer. When we're setting it up in Compass, I can't do any live pricing uh, right here with you guys. So it is going to be a little weird uh, to kind of set that up. Um, and I'm obviously going to have to price the HELOC, which is the second mortgage, and the uh, conventional first mortgage. Um, but just know that's how it's going behind the scenes. Once we get into Encompass, we'll get into the nitty gritty of how uh, we qualify the HELOC, which is the boring part, but that's the very important part, right, to pay attention to. Once you get into the nitty gritty of Encompass and it's, you start tweaking those numbers, 
tweaking the interest uh, rates that we're using for qualifications, uh, and then it starts affecting the DTI. Now you have to really start playing. A lot of times when we have a HELOC combo, there are DTI limits. So I do have one pulled up. I mean, it's really hard. I can't like share it with you guys. Let me stop sharing this screen. At least you can look at my face. Um, but let me pull up one of the common guidelines here and I can't share it. So it's going to be a little weird. Um, let me actually pull up the race and turns while, while Jose is still setting up that quote there. And so let's see. I got both, both our most common options here. So a couple parameters to keep in mind on the ones that Jose's uh, probably looking at that are our most common HELOCs that we combo with. Uh, the loan, uh, the upper limit on the CLTV is always going to be 95. The more common limit is going to be 89.99 or 90, right? So there are a couple outlets that do allow us to go to 95 LTV there. And uh, we can push the limits. I, they're very expensive. Uh, so it's not always suggested. I'm pretty sure Jose's example is going to have not quite as an extreme example. Uh, but we can go to 95 LTV. That's only for primary or second homes. Uh, we do have options for second mortgages for investment properties, no HELOCs for investment properties. So this example today, we're not going to be talking about investment properties, uh, but we do love doing investment properties and we do love doing the second mortgages in order to uh, many times get additional cash out from investments. Those are fixed rate 30 year seconds, totally different ball game than a HELOC. So our HELOCs, which are for the primary homes, uh, are variable and they do, uh, you know, adjust. So they're adjustable rate and they uh, basically have a start rate plus prime, prime uh, seven and a half right now. So pretty crazy. Uh, and they uh, have a adjustment up there and we have to qualify for those loan officers out there. Most of them, at least the one I'm uh, looking at right now is we're going to qualify them based on the start rate, which is going to be the prime plus the margin. And it's going to, they're going to add 2% to that to kind of ballpark the average uh, index over time. Right. So we're always going to have to not only qualify on what today's start rate is because it adjusts, you know, every month, uh, but we're going to have to qualify it based on uh, 2% above that. And the DTI typically has to qualify under a 43 in some cases, a 40 in some cases. And this one I'm looking at, it's a 50 on this program. So a lot of different options. It's kind of a little bit tricky. we got to get in there and really tweak the numbers, especially once we get it set up in Encompass. Um, but those are some of the general parameters to watch out for. Second home does get a little more expensive. Um, these are all typically these HELOCs, right? Remember, we're talking about HELOCs, not second mortgages. So HELOCs for primary are all 30 rate variable rate mortgages with 10-year interest-only draw period and a 20-year fully amortized repayment period. Uh, so Jose will probably talk a little bit more about that. He usually puts that in his uh, description parts there. Um, but that is the typical setup there. Um, any other general terms? 
If we do a, a HELOC combo, we'll use the appraisal, obviously, from the regular mortgage. And a lot of times we'll use the title work from the regular mortgage as well. So that's kind of a good thing. Uh, there's a couple other ins and outs. I'm sure Jose has a couple he wants to highlight. Um, so let me go ahead and introduce Jose here who can go over the specific examples. So uh, let me go ahead and give you the floor, Jose. All right. How is everybody doing? Yes. Couple options here. We're going to go over a 95% option and we're going to go over a 89.99% option. I just want to put the finishing touches on my last quote here. Oh, you're so, still talking? Uh, we had a question here from David. Let me throw that on the screen while you're doing that. I'll answer these questions. Let me know when you're ready then, Jose. All right, I'm uh, set. David, okay, David asked, can we do a HELOCs on investments? We don't do HELOCs. We do full, uh, fully amortized 30 rate fixed second mortgages. So it can't be a HELOC. It can't be a variable uh, rate HELOC. It's going to be just a regular second mortgage. And obviously the LTVs are going to be different. So uh, definitely a little spin on there. Let's uh, go ahead, Jose, if you're ready. All right. So we do have... Uh, Excuse me a second here. Let me get to my quote here. Sorry about that. I had a little technical difficulty on the quote. So here we have a 95% LTV HELOC combo. Like what Nick was mentioning, I'm going to go to the bottom a minute so you can see the actual quote uh, rate is 13.75%. So that is taking it up to a 95% LTV, right? So that's um, just on the HELOC, though, too. Remember that you saw the rates above are much lower for the standard right. first. So the the whole option here is if, if you want to get in at a 95%, no mortgage insurance, and get the conforming rates on the first – except for the loan level price adjustment. Now, um, the loan level price adjustment is not there, but let me just look at it a minute here on my pricing, and I will let you know what that loan level price adjustment is for a HELOC. Okay, for the, for the combined loan to take it up to a 95% and just, you know, for just having two loans and – for having the first loan, I have at a 72% LTV. So that gives me a little bit of a break on that one. But it's a 0.875 of a loan level price adjustment, taking that loan to a 95% uh, there with that um, HELOC. So again, you would have to do uh, see if it made sense. Uh, to what you're doing there, if it made sense to the DTI, uh, you know, the, the first mortgage, let's say, take this at a 6.625%, uh, you're looking at the payment on the first of 4610 on the $720,000 loan. And then to that, you have to add the uh, $2,635 there. Uh, so that you get the combined payment, right? So uh, that is for the uh, 
the 95% option. Now, I ran it at uh, 89.99, and I'm actually going to uh, – Nick, if you can take me off there a second, I got to click something a minute here. Thanks. Go for it. All right. I just want to come over here and add this back here a minute. All right. And it's although okay, they're not showing they're showing up a little bit. Oh geez, okay, I'm sorry about that. I see what's going on here. My uh second. Now I got a clean one. Shout out to all the mortgage calculator team on here. Appreciate everybody. All right. All right. So you can uh, throw me back on there. All right. So this is at an 89.99. So the only thing that changed, now you notice it's a smaller loan amount, 179500 for the HELOC. At 11%, notice it's like $1,000 less. In the payment, so you know, as Nick said, you really gotta want to go to that ninety-five percent. It has to really mean something, mind you. In this scenario, yeah, because we're we're limited to seven hundred and twenty thousand, or I'd have to check where the zip code is and all that kind of good stuff. But the rate didn't change. It gives me the same rate because it's the same loan level price adjustment because. My LTV is still 72% on the first. So the interest rate on the first did not change when I ran my new pricing scenario. So we still have the same rate, uh, low rate of 6.625, costing a quarter point in loan discount to get that 6.625, buying it all the way down to a 5.5% rate, paying 2.75 points in buy down. But the big thing to consider here is, like I was mentioning, is that at an 89.99, it's 11%. So now when you combine the payment, do your DTI, see if it makes sense uh, to go this route rather than to go possibly with a jumbo loan, like a prime jumbo, which is a good full doc alternative that uses automated underwriting, no MI, um, they're a little bit tough now to get to that 89.99 and still be in compliance. You usually got to have them at about 85% uh, due to the pricing, but still the prime jumbo could be a good option for this scenario. But you're looking here at 6.625 and 11%. And on the he loan, the he loan, the rate only changes to 11.25%. The he loan is a fixed rate second as opposed to the HELOC, which is a variable rate. So they give you a quarter of a percent lower rate on the HELOC because it's really the start rate or the uh, the index, which in this case is the prime rate, which I believe is at uh, 7%. Let me check here a minute. Yeah, prime rate they had on the last rate sheet I was looking at here at 7.5%. And the margin... Uh, if we're taking it to uh, to a 90, it is only 3.5%. 
taking it to a 95, it's 6.25%. So you see they charge you 2.75% uh, higher in rate just for that extra 5% in loan to value. So good option here. Um, I mean, a lot of times where we really do this, where it comes into play more is, for example, you're 80,000, 100,000 only, 80, you know, in that range. And you're like, okay, I'm going to get the conforming loan for 720. I'm going to do the $80,000 for the HELOC and I, and I do $40,000 down payment. And, you know, you're, you're doing something in the $800,000 range somewhere around there, you know, with a, with a 5% down you know, and a small HELOC. Keep in mind, though, these HELOCs, when we're doing it, do have minimum draws, right? They do have minimum draw. Like, for example, the one that I'm looking at right here that we're doing these combos with, minimum draw amount and, and minimum line amount is $50,000. So best case scenario that I could do here would be, only a fifty thousand, you know, a fifty thousand dollar HELOC minimum. So then, you know, you can play with it and see where that's going to get you. For example, seven hundred and twenty thousand dollar loan, fifty thousand dollar HELOC. So now you're at what seven hundred and seventy thousand dollars, right? So now, I mean, where would we be able to go? That divide by whatever point nine five is, and you know, seven seventy. Divided by 0.95, we could do $810,000. So $810,000 purchase. You you do the conventional loan for $720,000. 5% of that is $40,500. And you do the HELOC for the difference, you know, and, and you met your goal you know, of whatever you're trying to do here. So, any? I see some questions here. Uh, uh, we kind of got got them in there. Um, yeah, I think we we pretty much got all the questions there. Um, what I wanted to do now was, Jose, can you switch uh, switch this screen back to the ninety five? I'm going to actually set up that quote. And I'm going to use your rates, obviously, because okay. I don't. I don't want to have a great sheet in the other screen. So uh, we're going to set this file up that Jose says exactly right here. It encompass is what I want to do next. So a little bit boring, but this is where, uh, you know, the nitty gritty happens. So let me go ahead. I'm going to keep this screen up, Jose, but I'm going to add mine as well. Yeah. Keep in mind that in the 280 there in the down payment, they're including the HELOC. Yes. So, so this is going to be hard to see. Hopefully you guys can zoom in and stuff and uh, hopefully you guys can check it out later if you really want to get into the nitty gritty. Um, but obviously this is a fake file. Of course, Homer Loan Seeker is not a real person. This is a fake Fannie Mae test file, just like always. So YouTube, don't block me here, please. Uh, this is not real info. Uh, let's go ahead. And uh, I was actually setting this up. Let me fix one thing. We're going to go conventional. On our closing costs, before I start clicking around, make sure I'm set up correctly. This is a trade loan. Okay. So over here, the basic stuff, we're going to do a purchase, a primary purchase, 
and we're going to do a conventional loan. And in Jose's example, in my example, we did a million dollar purchase, but uh, Jose, you did 30, what'd you do? 30, uh, I just did a $720,000 loan. So you did, yeah, you had 28% down instead. So yeah. this was Jose's setup, so I just had a 30 uh, there. So we're doing a $1 million purchase. We're staying just under the conforming loan limit, which if I run to you here in a minute, which I might try because I have a real fake credit report, real fake. <laughs> it's the Fannie Mae test credit report. Uh, and we don't need an estimated closing date, but we might as well. Set that. Usually want to set all the blue stuff to make sure we're good. Now, the note right here. Now, Jose, uh, I kind of chose one that was right in the middle. That's kind of in the middle of yours, too. So, what would you choose for your customer, Jose? What would you recommend? The six and a half or all the way down? Or, yeah, I mean, the six and a half looks like the one that has the, the most value. Uh, because, you know, once you start going further low, you know, lower down in the rates, it's $2,700 a pop until you get to six and an eighth. So six and an eighth is good and six and a half is good. It really depends how sensitive the customer is. So I'll just go with the six and a half here. So we'll put the six and a half rate on the first, right? So that's going to be just what Jose said had there. So his quote should have had, uh, you know, the P&I for there. Let's put an example just because we need it, right? Because we're going to start running some DTI numbers. I want to show you guys how this really starts affecting the DTI. Uh, so let's just put in, this is, oh, shoot, I don't have an address. I'll put in something in Miami. Uh, but a million-dollar house in Miami is going to be running at least like 400 a month in insurance. And taxes probably, what, 700 at least, Jose? That look good for you? At least. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll just we'll just play with this, but it should probably be a little more, right? Especially if you're east of 95. So we'll see what uh, we got here for our total payment. And we don't have any income, so let's cruise through here and start setting up some basics just so we can play with this baby. I did grab a file that should have um, – does have the fake address. Yes, and it does have the – a real fake credit report. So this is a real credit report, but it's for a fake Fannie Mae file. So this is what Fannie Mae gives us to test, uh, you know, as a company. Uh, so this is like the test file we can use for Encompass and for running. We can actually run to you with this test because it's a real uh, test file. So uh, this customer has pretty low credit. So this obviously all Jose's quotes are based on high credit. But in order to run to you approval, which I want to run here in a minute, we'll keep it like this. Okay. Now our street address. Uh, let's just put our old, or let's put our current office address. And let's pretend it's just a house. Detached. And we're going to put 1 million, not 10 million. And now we got our LTVs are coming out. Now I need to get some DTI in there. So let's go make sure we got everything else set. Just kind of cruising over this. So we have a shell of a file here, guys. 
put one unit. And I'll put not a project. And sure, whatever. Make sure everything's filled so I can run to you when I do try it. Got a fake email here. Fake, fake, fake. Don't kick me out. Um, let's put two years here. Let's put rent because we're purchasing. And same as current, so we don't throw any errors. And here we go. All right. Did it not cut this test file didn't come with any employment, dang it. Uh cool job. Manager start date. Let's put twenty twenty. So he's got three years, zero months, and most importantly, we need some income in this file. So let's put just a simple 10,000 a month salary. Uh, for someone that's looking at a million dollar home, that's probably not even gonna cut it, right? So you see here, it isn't cutting it. Uh, so we'll have to play with this a little bit, but let's just, uh, well, I guess let me give some room so I can actually qualify the guy, right, Jose? There we go, okay. So let's see what else we have in this test file. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Let's put some fake funds in the checking account. Fake. And let's put 200,000 or 300,000, sorry. So just so we have some funds so we don't get any errors on DU if we do run it. And yeah, he's got some fake accounts here. So shit, he does have a mortgage. I don't have any. Whoa, there's a bunch of, bunch of errors here. Notice if you guys see these commas, there's probably actually an entry in there. What are you doing, Mr. Encompass? Let me try to clean this up first. Come on. All right, cool. Now we got nothing there. So let me add one for that mortgage. So notice this, uh, this uh, let me re-import the credit. Automated import sometimes does it and imports all these zero liabilities. I don't want that in there. So I'm gonna import this and I'm gonna delete the existing and only import, uh, you know, the default here on Encompass is only the ones we need. So let's get rid of all these ones we don't need. So with our API, uh, a lot of times uh, imports all the, uh, accounts instead of just the default ones from Encompass because it doesn't actually pop up this tool. There we go. Okay. So now we got this mortgage to deal with. So let's add a fake property for the mortgage. 
And let's put this as things attached. Let's put it as pending sale. So he's selling this house in order to, uh, where, oh, single family, sorry, I was looking for detached. Selling this house in order to get a new house. So, oops. That means on the mortgage, we're gonna have to mark it as to be paid or excluded. And boom. All right, we should be good here. He's selling his other properties, buying a new one, whatever this address is. Uh, old office. Get a fake address. All right, cool. So this is set up now. We'll go to the last page. Shouldn't need anything here. The decks should. Uh, ah, actually, the decks need to be primary. Will be primary. Yes, not a first timer. And he did own a primary, sole ownership. No. All right, now the decks are good. All right, so let me save this example. Now, so this is the basic setup. Now, everybody knows how to get to here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Lions Review. <laughs> Give me a second. Encompass is automatically ordering compliance on this one. When I saved it. Come on, Encompass. This is why we like to use the CRM, guys. You don't have to play this waiting game with Encompass. See how long it will take to update. All right. So back here to the main page. This is our custom uh, start page that we have. Um, but notice here, guys, we're at a 37 front DTI, a 48 back. I know you guys can barely see that. I'm up here at the top. Can, I hope you can see my mouse. Uh, 37 front, 48 back, and we're at 72 LTV. So this would qualify, right? Obviously, but the customer doesn't want to put 28% down, right? So this is the conundrum we're in, right? Jose, we get a customer on the line. They want a $1 million purchase. Hey, the conforming loan limits, $726,000. you got to put that. 28% down is the best we can do, staying in conventional land. The customer says, no, I want to do 5% down, like are on all the ads, right? Uh, this is not a first-time buyer, by the way, so he can't do 3% down. So not an option for this for this gentleman, uh, Mr. Homer. But, uh, you know, obviously we can do better than the 28% down. That's where this HELOC combo comes in. But this guy's pushing the limit already, so... We're going to be stuck pretty much, Jose, right? But I want to show you how we get stuck, and then we'll get unstuck, which the only option is going to be to get more income, right? Guy will have to get a second job or something, but uh, we'll, we'll get stuck, and then we'll try to get it unstuck, right? So how do we do a HELOC combo? This is where the magic happens. It's not an exact science. I'm not the best at this, so please, uh, we're going to learn a little bit together. Um, I hate encompass doing this it's a little easier to set up in our other system uh but in encompass you said i hope you guys saw here under lean position there's this sub financing you got oh you can see that pretty good because it 
highlights on the screen. So subfinancing, you click this bad boy and it pulls up all these subordinate loan amount options. So the best way to start the HELOC and associate the HELOC with the file is to click here and click add new HELOC. And Encompass, of course, takes forever. And we want to sync data, yes. So what affects one affects the other, right? So we have two actual loans with loan numbers, because remember, we're still doing two loans, right? We still got to close two loans with two loan numbers, with two merge, you know, it's the whole nine, right? So uh, you have two loans, but they're connected. So Encompass is doing its magic. And now Encompass popped us up into this screen, which is way easier to use. So let me close this. Notice we're under Tools, Piggyback Loans. Hopefully you guys can see this. I wish I could zoom in. Is there a way to zoom on this? I don't think there is. Um, piggyback Loans is a screen here. And now you see our first loan and our second loan. So over here, we can add, you know, HELOC and stuff. I probably have one HELOC uh, program I could add. Just to get us started, hopefully your company has a HELOC already set just to get the basics in there. Uh, but now we have our first and now here's our second. Now our second, notice here it automatically, look at up here guys, up on the LTV, it's at 100 because it automatically just when it added this loan, it added the, the difference of 280,000, which is the down payment, right? So right now we're at 100 LTV, that's not possible. So how do we get to the 95 LTV? What's the loan amount, Jose, it's 230? What is it? Yeah, 230, right? Because it's 50 grand off. Two thirty. Come on, encompass. Now we're at ninety-five. So now we've just set up the proper ninety-five CLTV HELOC with the seventy-two LTV front-end conforming loan. So this seventy-two LTV loan fly passes with flying colors, and this second loan up to ninety-five will pass with flying colors. That's the only way to set this up uh, properly. Uh, if we have time, I'm going to try to do the 95 cash out, Jose, which will really blow their minds, uh, which is very strategic. But uh, we'll get through this here. A couple more things to note. We do have to edit the initial draw here. Um, so you can this is cool. It has a little calculator, right? This is all this is the math we always got to do. Jose, always we're trying to backtrack from 95. Right. So if our target LTV is. 95 and the target you know after is 95 it told us 230 is the loan and 230 is the draw right so that little calculator did the math for us which me and jose are usually doing manually uh you know all the time or at least were four years ago when these were going like hotcakes um and i believe you need to put the 230 here as well in order to reduce the down payment on the other one now the uh, can you, let's highlight your screen, Jose. Can you scroll down to your HELOC section there, buddy? So remember Jose's HELOC with the crazy rate, 1375. 
right? So that's the that's the uh, note rate. But look what we have to do here, guys. This is where it gets tricky, and this is where it really starts messing with your numbers. God, I wish I could zoom in here. You guys really can't see this. Uh, but down here, the note rate, uh, 13.75, right, Jose? Yes, sir. The qualification rate for these loans is 2% above the note rate. So in order to qualify this side of the loan, right? Remember, we're, we have two sides of the loan. I'm not putting a qual right here because this is, you know, conventional qualified. You know, there is no qual rate on conventional. There is no funky stuff on conventional. But over here, we have to use this field. You guys probably never used this before, right? Unless you very specific had a reason, which this is the reason. Because these loans qualify, or at least this one is, on a 1575. Then the term is it's 30 years, but it's interest only. Oops, I already put the 360 there, sorry. Interest only for 120 months. Boom. Now we are set up, but look at the DTI, guys. 81. This guy has no chance in hell of getting this property on uh, whatever the income we had there uh, because of these rates are crazy, right? So uh, this is stretching all the limits. It's going to take him. Oh, here you can see the top and bottom ratios a little easier here. Uh, a little bigger. Uh, this is going to take him way over his limits. So obviously this isn't going to work in this case, but you see how we can get these things structured, you know, with pushing all the limits, but it's obviously going to affect the DTI. Now, this customer made gobs of money and money is not an issue. They just want that six and a half rate. That's when this comes in handy, right? Uh, for example, I got one guy that has so much crypto, he's got millions. Of, I can qualify him for anything just because he's got so, you know, I think $40 million in the bank account, right? But he's just a regular guy, right? So he doesn't, he's always buying, trying to buy like a million dollar house. I can qualify him for a conventional using asset depletion. I can qualify him for anything. I can't qualify him for damn HELOC though, because HELOC is full dock and you can't use the tricky asset depletion stuff. So um, in that case, he would love this, right? But I always end up having to go non-QM with him. Um, but he is the exact type of version where money's not an object. He just wants a house and he wants a reasonable interest rate, right? So uh, if this customer was going to qualify, let's go ahead and play with that first. So this customer, we need to find more income, right? We need to find an asset depletion. Remember, uh, Fannie and Freddie both allow asset depletion. They just have different calculations. And Freddie only allows it, uh, or Fannie only allows it over 62. Uh, they both allow it over 62 if you use retirement accounts. One of them does it different, right? So that's a great way to add assets, right? Especially if this is an older uh, person and they do have retirement assets. You know, most people that have worked their whole life have a large retirement asset, right? So that's easy to use to say, okay, we don't have another job. What the hell are we going to do? But we can add more income by adding uh, in the, uh, it would basically be other in this case. Uh, but let's say we get, he has a million dollars in his account. We do the Freddie 240. What's a million divided by 240? I think it's the Freddie number. Let's say they got a million in account, divide by 240. You usually got you got to less the down payment and all that crap. So I'm not going to do any fancy math. But if there was a million free cash, because you have to less out the loan amount or, or the down payment amount, uh, 
we would add an extra 4166.66 a month to this loan. Now we're getting closer. Uh, you guys, I know you guys can't see this, but at the DTI up here now, we're at 55 front, 63 back. So we're getting close. So maybe we find some overtime of five grand for this guy a month. And boom, now we're at 4450.6. Uh, the example you used, I believe you were looking at the same guidelines as me, Jose. Was it 50 DTI? Uh, for the HELOC, you're talking about? Yes. No, I think the HELOC is uh, 45 on those. Oh, you got to check. Let me. Got a lot of money. <laughs> that's, that's one thing that I wanted to make note. Uh, also to the team is that the HELOC guidelines are the ones that are going to control the scenario here because yes. you got to get your approved eligible with the HELOC uh, liability taken into consideration. And even then you got to, you know, you got to realize that a lot of times, uh, you know, the automated underwriting system isn't going to know, okay, wait a minute. Uh, the HELOC is only 45% max DTI, so I got to cut this at 45. No, it's underwriting the first. It's underwriting the whole deal based on the guidelines of the first. Then we have to add the overlays for the HELOC, and it's usually more restrictive, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. The HELOCs tend to reduce the maximum housing expense to like 30%, for example. So you may have a pre-eligible DU and all that, but then you got to look at the HELOC guidelines and apply the overlays. Exactly. So if I got this to 49.99 DTI, I could probably get the, the DU to kick, but 49.9 is not going to qualify for the HELOC, right? So that was Jose's point there, guys. Uh, but in this case, I dropped it so much. I think that HELOC's 43, Jose. Is it actually 40? It's 43. Well, actually, I'm looking at him right now, and um, the HELOAN, it says the HELOAN, will go up to 50%. There's just extra add-on loan level price adjustments. So I didn't look at the the HELOC to see if I they go HELOC, One of our HELOCs here has a 50, one of them has a 45, and then I think one has a 43. So I think we're good here, though, in this example. Well, but only a couple of them go up to 95. Which 95 did you use? Is it? Uh, the one, the, uh, the, 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 that's a good one. I'm looking at the Helone right now that you're talking about the, uh, I'm going to have to open this up a minute here. 50% DTI for the Helone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're good. Okay. So right now guys, we're at 37 on the front and 41.9 on the back. So in this case, I want to run a DU real quick before we start messing with it even more. So this is, we finally... You know, hallelujah, found enough money from this guy out of nowhere, overtime, whatever, asset depletion, whatever the hell we had to do. We got more money. Now we're in the zone. So let's actually run a DU. I want to see if it'll work. Uh, I've ran DU with Homer before, so I'm pretty sure this will work. It'll be great because we can actually run DU on a Fannie Mae test file without having to be all private. We're still public, but it's just fine. Come on, Homer. Let's see if we can get this baby to work. Ooh, good question here while we're waiting. 
Mo asked, does the second have a prepay? No, it's a HELOC. You could pay it, you could pay it all the way down the next day. So a borrower like my gentleman. Oh, I didn't fill out residency. Darn it. Let me go back to get residency. Uh, the gentleman in my example, um, he might just, you know, one day just say, oh, I'm not feeling crypto today and I'll pay the whole, you know, $500,000 loan off because I'd rather not pay 11%. But his crypto usually makes him 20% a month, you know, but obviously he's pretty pissed off. I talked to him recently. He lost millions of dollars. So he's not a happy camper now. Uh, let me fix this real quick, guys, so we can get a successful check. Citizen, now we should be successful. Come on, baby. This is not failing. All right, any other questions? Zoom in. I know I'm sorry. Uh, Mo with another good question about uh, subordinate financing for owner-occupied full doc. Um, you know, we do have second mortgages we were talking about for investments. Uh, in this case, we're talking about a HELOC, right? It, it, the rate varies every month, right? Every, every payment, it goes with prime plus whatever the margin is, right? Uh, so this is very variable, and you only have to pay the interest-only payment. Oh, goodness. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's just my account number. I can fix that. Maybe I changed my password. Hold on one second, guys. Password in my other screen. Any other questions to go over, Kyle? Could you – or I guess you can't uh, – Pull up the questions. No, there's really nothing to go over. Um, yes, this is every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time there, Arvin, which uh, David already answered there for you. Uh, Michael says $40 million in the bank is not a regular guy. Actually, that guy had – it's crypto. Most of his money's in crypto, so I can accept it. He is a regular guy, right? He's just a regular dude, but he just happened to get lucky, right? He's been in the crypto space for a long time, but now he's unlucky. So like I said, you know, tides change quick over there. Uh, let me try this again. Uh, question, will these piggyback HELOCs – you can put it on the screen, Nick – work with condos and co-ops as well? Uh, yeah, they do have restrictions. So obviously, you got to read the guides. Obviously, the HELOC have kind of a skinny uh, little like one pager guide. You need to really they, they have a real guide somewhere. Right. So me and Jose right now are talking off these one pager, you know, basically rate sheets, which are just little one pagers. Um, but yeah, if you dig in there, they're going to have restrictions. Do you see any uh, LLPAs right now, Jose, on the, uh, condos? No, I'm looking for it right now. They'll usually have an LLPA, a loan level price adjustment. It basically means, you know, extra cost there, condo. Boom, okay. But, oh, we got refer. What? I thought we knocked that one out the park. What are you talking about? What's our DTI? Is everything add up there? Yeah, it looks fine. So you guys can actually see this finally. So our LTV is 72. CLTV is 95. Fully drawn is 95. 
It's not getting something. Oh, that's that's even bet. That's something screwed up. It's got our income double, but okay. Negative impact. CLTV and variable. Oh, it didn't like it. It didn't like the overtime made up half of his income. Yeah, and this guy's got terrible credit. That's why. This is a terrible test file. <laughs> this guy's gonna be a hell of a time to to <laughs> to qualify. I was like, he's got a seven, <coughs> yeah, six twenty. Oh, yeah, hold on, let me scroll down here. <laughs> yeah, his middle scores are six thirty six. So, I mean, he's about as low as they go for conforming. So, yeah, they're putting the screws to him. Darn it. Uh, what do you think? Change the overtime? Yeah, I mean, if it's just for example, uh, just, yeah, just put, put everything in base. base, see if we can get a yeah. kick. Yeah. Sounds like that's what it's mainly complaining about. It really, wasn't really specific about anything. You see any adjustments for uh, condos, Jose? Nope. I'm looking all over here, and I don't see anything. My compass is frozen. Hold on. Come on. There we go. Okay. Uh, on the uh, he loan, on the uh, he loan, they have a hit, but not on the HELOC. Well, this is just for one of the outlets. I mean, we'd have to see all the co-ops. Co-ops are a little tricky always, right? So, obviously, con uh, conventional does co-ops under those tricky circumstances. Uh, yep. But I'm not sure how those HELOC, uh, how the HELOC portion feels about it. And I'm actually seeing on on the he loan, so you could see where they consider the he loan a less risky product because uh, they're letting you do a two unit on the mm -hmm. he loan. Yeah, this is good to note. We didn't say that in our preface there. That this everything we've talked about so far is one unit, guys. Two unit get two yeah. and more is no go on any of this stuff. So good point. Okay. They, they let you use the he loan, and there's a half of a point hit. I'm assuming that's a half of a percent to the margin. Usually is what these things are. It's not a fee. Yeah, they're, they're rate adjustment, not fee adjustments. Yeah. Yes. So if it's a two unit, it's a half a percent. If it's a condo, it's a half a percent. But that's only on the he loan. I don't see any adjustments like that on the HELOC, but you know, have to do a little bit deeper research. So Matthew, good question. What's the difference between a HELOC and a HELOAN? HELOC is an adjustable rate open-ended loan, which means like you can pay your interest only, you can pay it all off in one day, you can Pay it off in chunks. If we have you pay it off, uh, off one day and draw the whole thing back the next day, right? It could be a that's whole what they want you to do. One day and say, "Oh shoot, I need to buy something." Great, take it all back the next day. That's really what they want you to do on these uh, HELOCs. They want you to like, damn, roll them over a few times. Yeah, they make more money when you churn it like that, right? They want you using it. So, good point. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm having trouble getting him approved. And this is a real credit report, guys, and it, he's got real sketchy credit, so that's our problem. 
So bad example on the approval, but we set the loan up correctly. Let's see. Negative impact. CLTV is always complaining about it. just doesn't like his credit. And you've got delinquency. How bad is his credit? I didn't even look at his fake report. Well, you know, a 636 is really low. Yeah, and I wonder if they put really, like, bad negatives on him. Because it's really not liking him. Gosh. Got too many windows open. I mean, I guess the only way we're probably going to qualify him, I guess, is lower the the loan. So I guess let's keep messing with it, but let's just make it a more palatable scenario. What is your uh, – can you share – can you pull up your other one, Jose? Let's see if we can get him qualified on the 89. I mean, this is a good example, guys. If you got someone with banged up credit, not much you can do. And you set, We set that loan up perfect, guys. That's not our fault. That's his 636 and his delinquencies that are just – let Bob. me grab that one a minute here. Let me pre put it to preview. And there we go. Okay. So, so we had 11%. 11%. Okay. So let me do the key lock here, and we'll go. We're trying to go 89.99 on both. We're going to apply that to the loan. They put 179.5 with the actual math. The exact math is 179.899. Right, so Jose's math is a little bit off there, but same same idea. And then our note rate will be 11. And then so our two points above that for our qual rate is going to be 13. Everything else is going to be staying the same. So now we got 89.99. We're under the 90, which is going to kick in different stuff on DU as well. So I think DU will like this more. Obviously, uh, we're way lower on the DTI as well. Uh, but this is banged up credit real quick before we do it. Uh, just because we're here and since it's fake credit, we can actually talk about it, Jose. This is this is not often we get to actually, you know, look at a credit report because this is totally a fabricated person. So we can all talk about this. Let's just see how banged up this is real quick. We got uh, we're about to go over time. I just want to get a DU approval and then we can bail, guys. Sorry for going over time. But uh, before I do, I want to see what the real problems are here. So here's his credit. Uh his fake credit, our middle is going to be right here. And let's see how banged up we are. Now paying. Hmm, that insinuates something negative. Closed account. Oh. Was 30. This one was late. This one was late in 822, it says. This one was late in 19. That's probably not affecting us too much. This one Can you late. share your screen, Nick? Oh, am I not? Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. I was on the small screen. Someone could have seen it. Sorry. 
these lates, Jose, are 19. I don't think these are affecting us. These are 19. These lates are 22. And then there were some 22s up here. This is definitely pulling us down. This 21 is probably weighing us down. This uh, says was 30. What's the 30-day late? Doesn't tell us when the late was. But he's definitely got some recents. These probably aren't weighing us down as much because they're about almost three years old now. Raga to oh he's got two collect oh these are uh paid in just now so yeah he recently paid these and he's got two lawsuits busy guy holy seven so he. He never made a payment on this thing. That's 22 lates right here on this one account, guys. That's this guy's. And this is a recent late. He hasn't made any he hasn't made any payments on this one, Jose. <laughs> That's terrible. So yeah, this yeah, is what's that, this is this is the problem right here. Literally never made a payment. And this this report is from September. So it's reporting his last payment was late in September. So, yeah, yeah this is, Mr. Home Seeker is not gonna get approved. Yeah, dude. There's I don't I don't think I get him approved just with, for anything. Oh goodness. Okay, let's try one more time while we're on we're on TV here for everybody. But yeah, Mr. Loan Seeker is not gonna have much luck getting a loan unless we go knock you in. I was just about to say exactly. That's where we're gonna try to figure something else out. Yeah, but he's not—he's not your vanilla uh, HELOC combo candidate. But unfortunately, I don't have any other fake credit reports to actually do for this demo. <laughs> yeah, David was commenting twenty-two lates, and he still has a six hundred. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. He's about as that's about as bad as you can get. Never made a payment. That account was open in 2017 or something. I mean, you damn near missed every payment. Yeah. Mo was saying uh, agency wants 680 on high LTV. That is probably true. Especially with the, the CLTV is also riskier than just LTV uh, for the most part, right? Because they're adding another loan. Just like you saw, as Jose mentioned, a loan level price adjustment it adds risk. Price adjustments mean risk. It's reflected in price, but risk is risk, right? This, what we're using here, this DU is assessing risk. Uh, so since we already know adding a second mortgage is risky, just adding it, period, over a 95 straight up uh, LTV loan, uh, yeah, risk is definitely layered in there for sure. But we're screwed. Mr. Loan Seeker is not getting a loan at this LTV, at least. Um, so yeah, fortunately, unfortunately we didn't get the approved eligible. Hopefully I was hoping that would be the ending here of our tape. Um, but that's basically it. anything else for me to go over Jose on the nitty gritty stuff or I don't think we have time for a cash out. Yeah, I don't think so. We should go ahead and wrap it up. Jose, anything else you want me to go over? Say anything? Uh, no, sir. I mean, uh, 
unfortunately, our our bar's credit is DOA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So the only thing, the only thing I want to mention real quick, like, is that when you do decide which program, which uh, HELOC program or HELOM program you're going to select. Be very aware of all of the adjustments because you got to look all over because there's adjustments depending on the program. I was noting there's adjustments for property type, there's adjustment for occupancy type, primary, second home investment if applicable for the program. There's adjustment for flood. If it's in a flood zone, there's adjustment. There's adjustment to like additional adjustments to take it to like uh, higher LTVs beyond the regular. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to take into consideration that gets added to the, to the index to get to your final uh, rate, start rate. So keep that in mind, please. Uh, a couple questions. Mo was asking how to do denial. I, I had to click it. I didn't mean to do that, but uh, every company does a different denial. So since this is public, you know, with us, you just click a button in the CRM and it does the couple settings for you. Um, so it's pretty easy. Other companies have different process. Excuse me. Uh, someone else was asking, uh, Mo was also asking, Mo had a bunch of questions. You set up two loans in CRM and Compass. Uh, in the CRM, Jose quoted it. You guys, um, uh, you can learn how to do that. It's pretty easy. You just click on the HELOC tab and add the HELOC. Uh, just like in Encompass, it's a little more complicated. So that's why we took the hour today to go through exactly how to set up two loans and link them. You have to use that little, that little button you saw me do. So run this video back when you're ready to do it. We also have a video in our training center, a couple of videos on this. Um, but that, the compass parts are, trust me, the CRM part's easy there. Well, I think he's referring in the CRM to where do you pull the rate for the HELOC from? Uh, the HELOC's always, there is no quoting system or anything, right? It's all, you have to read the rate sheet. So that's what me and Jose have our rate sheets pulled up in our other screens. And we're just reading it. And then another question here from Michael. Can you get a regular HELOC, not a piggyback if you owe property taxes? Um, is owing the property taxes like, uh, like a title issue? If it's like a title issue, like we can't close, then, you know, we got to close. So, I mean, they'll have to take the money from the HELOC to close the loan because you can't close a loan with property taxes in arrears. So a little bit of a tricky question, but yes, if they qualify for the HELOC and they got, if they have LTV, they want to take a hundred thousand draw from the HELOC, they can use that for whatever they want, anything, right? You can use it for anything you want. You could use it just to put in your, uh, you know, when COVID hit, these things were going like hotcakes. People were just using it to put put in their put in for away for a rainy day, right? People thought the world was ending, right? They they were turning their home into cash. It was scary, right? So, uh, it, it all of a sudden it was going well, and then all of a sudden we couldn't keep the phone off from ringing, right? We had to hire hundreds of people. It was absolutely insane because we were the only people offering a ninety five cash out HELOC, which is Maybe another topic for another thing, which is a whole other can of worms uh, that we'll get into to set this up. Uh, someone, another good question here. Can we get a HELOC on a rental property? So uh, we, we talked about this earlier. You must have came in later, maybe, Arvid. But uh, we do have second mortgages. They're fixed rate second mortgages, a.k.a. key loans, like Jose was uh, stating earlier. Difference between a key loan, that's a fixed rate, 30-year typically, second mortgage. And the HELOC is an adjustable rate. The HELOC, the uh, rate adjusts every month, right? So every time Prime goes up, which every month for about the last uh, uh, eight months has been going up, right? 
yeah, your payment goes up every single month. You get a new statement. It's like, dang, this is crazy, right? So do not put like a retiree in a HELOC. That's a terrible thing. But a loan, not, not so much. Less risk. Not going to change the bill every month where if you're on fixed income retirement, that bill comes back and it's more than your check. What are you going to do, right? So you never put like a retiree in a HELOC. Um, so we use the he loans for a less risky version and same thing with rental properties since rental properties are more risk. The he loan is the only option, which is a fixed rate. Second. All right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. We will see you next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. We have some more cool stuff to go over. Uh, if anybody out there is going to be in Florida uh, this week, we will be at the FAMP Miami conference. We have a booth there tomorrow in Miami and then uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we will be at the AIM event, which is in Naples, Florida. So we will all be out there. So any of you tuning in want to come meet us in person, come check us out. We'll have some gear and stuff like that to give you. So we would love to meet you all. Everybody take care. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. See you next week. Loan officers, join the mortgage calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation.